just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things. The ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I'm your host, Todd Schnick. You know, you've been paying attention to what I've been doing on this show for the last, oh heck, probably last six months. We have just, it, it really hasn't been by design, I promise, but we have had some amazing conversations in and around the idea of leadership development and all that that means and, and how to get more out of your people, how to be a better leader and happen to uh, connect with today's guest. And it's just going to be another stellar conversation on this general subject. But yet, as always, everybody, the a lot of people write about and talk about leadership. There's always a nuance. There's always a new way to think about it, a new way to look at it that is mind-blowing and can be life-changing. So I suspect today's conversation promises to be very informative and frankly, probably pretty intriguing. So let's get to it. I'm joined this morning by Lori Sudbrink. She's the president and founder of Unlimited Coaching Solutions and the author of a brand new book that we're really here to talk about, Leading with Grit, Inspiring Action and Accountability with generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. Lori, welcome to the show. Thanks, Todd. Happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you. Thanks for carving out some valuable time this morning to join me. Um, now we're going to get into this book, Leading with Grit. Before we do that, Lori, take a few quick seconds and inform the audience a bit about you and your background. Yeah, sure, Todd. Thanks. Well, I started Unlimited Coaching Solutions back in 1999 after about a 15-year career in in corporate. And, you know, I was inspired to, to go out and help organizations work better together. So working on the health of organizations. And so it's been about 15 years doing that and working with clients that range from Fortune 500 and U.S. Navy, right down to small manufacturing firms of five to 10 people, wide variety. And what I'm finding is really, you know, it boils down to a few core areas of communication and trust and accountability. And so it really inspired me to work on this book. Cool. Well, you know, it's a question I generally ask all the authors I interview, Lori, that write about leadership and how to improve your organization. So don't be, <laughs> don't take this question as a hit because it's it's the core and the crux of why you did it, which is what I'm trying to understand here. But if you go to Amazon and you do a search for leadership development or organizational improvement or accountability, communications, all these things that you're talking about, there are probably hundreds of thousands of books or more. So why this one? Why did you have to write this one? What makes it different? Yeah, great question, Todd. And you know, yeah, there are lots of leadership books. There's not a lack for it. There's also not a lack for people needing the leadership books. You know, we, it, it might be one of the toughest, you know, careers is to really authentically and effectively lead people. And what I've noticed, my experience in this field for 20 plus years is that people, leaders are often working on a person's 
behavior when really they need to be working inside on themselves so that they're leading authentically and they're helping then shift other people's thoughts and beliefs. And so we're really starting on the outside instead of starting on the inside. And, you know, everything that we do, think about, and all of that is what we're communicating out to everyone else. And I just feel like it's, um, we need to spend more time as leaders on ourselves, authentically building who we are so that we can uh, genuinely lead others. Lori, leading authentically. I hear you say that. And Mm -hmm. I sit there and when I allow myself to reflect on it, I think, all right, well, I'm doing that. So why am I struggling? I have a feeling that if you were to poll and survey leaders from all walks of life and say, are you leading authentically? I imagine, and tell me if I'm wrong, I imagine most people would say, well, yeah, but they're probably not. What's the actual definition of that? And how do you know? That's a great question. And yeah, I mean, most of us are going to feel like we're leading authentically. But when we start to look at how it is that we're interacting with people and the results that we're getting, if we're being mindful and self-aware, we can start to hold the mirror up and look at, are we getting the results that we want? If we're not getting the results that we want, then we may not really be leading authentically. And what I mean by that is our core, our truth, which is the, the T in grit, is something that is, you know, it's what inspires us. It's our intent. It's what drives us. It's pretty, it's much deeper than just the meaning of truth that most people think about is really understanding who you are as an individual and being so highly aware of, say, for example, even your your emotional reaction. So there's a lot of emotional intelligence tied in here too. But to be able to lead authentically, we have to, we have to truly know ourselves and make sure that we're aligning our behavior behaviors to what's really important to us, you know, not getting knocked off track and not just reacting to things. Because it sounds like what you're saying is that if your team isn't performing, I think the tendency of a lot of leaders is to blame the team and to browbeat the team and to fire the team and hire new people. But the same problem happens. It sounds like what you're saying is there's a good chance the reason your team isn't performing is because you're not leading authentically. Yes? That's exactly it. And I can tell you, I had an example of this. I went into an organization. It was probably about eight years ago that, you know, the C-suite was talking to me about everything that was wrong with the team and everything they wanted to get fixed with it. And, and, you know, I gently but very directly helped them to hold the mirror up and say, you know, if it's the majority of the team, guys, we got to take a look here first. What are you guys doing? We got to start here. That was very uncomfortable for them because they felt like they were doing everything that they could do. I'm sure they felt like they were leading authentically. But as we started to kind of peel the onion back and look at some of, you know, what they were actually doing, it wasn't aligned with where their intent was and what they wanted to be doing. I have to imagine that when you hold that mirror up, it is frustrating because I think I sincerely believe that a majority of leaders out there are sincerely trying to do the right thing. They think they're doing the right kind of work and they're leading. What we know now is they're not necessarily leading with grit. So let's get into what you actually mean by grit. It's probably not what people are thinking listening yeah. to that. So, so talk us through what, what leading with grit actually is. Great, Todd. Yeah, you know, grit is becoming a really popular word and, and no doubt just the word grit, that tenacity, perseverance, that toughness is an important characteristic that we need. And what I'm finding is we need even more than that to get that grit. So the characteristics that I describe in grit, generosity, respect, and 
integrity and truth can certainly stand alone on themselves, but it becomes really useful and, you know, really kind of magical when you put them together. So they are a bit linear, but they're also very intertwined. And we start at the bottom. We start at the core with truth. And truth is, like I said earlier, just really getting to know yourself. What are your priorities? What are your passions? You know, are you truly aware of your strengths and your limitations? For example, are you aware when your ego gets in the way and is taking over? Um, It's about being fully aware of your confidence and and self-esteem. And most of us do not take the time to reflect and really pay attention to our truth. In fact, most of us have lost our truth along the way, whether it was when we were growing up and our parents kind of molded us into something that they always wished they wanted to be, <laughs> or, or if it was in school with our peers. And, and we do, we lose track of who we are and what's important to us. And then you move into integrity and integrity is the action of your truth. It's the alignment to your truth. So am I really doing what I say is important? Am I really carrying out the life that I say is important to me? Simple example would be if I say health is important to me, but yet I come home after work and I'm eating Snickers bars laying on the couch all night, not really in integrity. And so the cool thing is with the model is though that you can look at that integrity at that level and you can say, all right, what's going on with me? Is that really my truth? Or do I need to shift what I'm doing to align to my truth? So awareness throughout the entire model without a lot of judgment, just objectively looking at yourself. I like to have fun with it and say I'm stalking myself, but just to be able to look at yourself in that way and just adjust where you need to. You know, integrity is not about a perfection that is not attainable. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up. They think they have to be this picture of perfection that someone else is judging them by. And that's where we can start to lose ourselves because we start to try to please other people. And integrity is also about our communication and accountability. It's, you know, are we really walking the talk and are we are we staying on track with what's important and are we communicating in a way that people can, you know, that transparency, they can kind of see who we are. You move from integrity and into respect and respect, first of all, if you know your truth and you're living it, the integrity piece, you're already showing a level of self-respect for yourself. You know, a lot of people forget about respecting themselves. They get so involved in their careers or their, you know, or a relationship and they completely, I guess, ignore or forget about their own self-respect. A great example of, well, maybe not an example, but I mean, a great awareness of this, I can say for me personally, was first time I flew after my daughter was born, she was about two years old. And I remember flying before that, I never paid attention to what the flight attendant said. But after that, she was sitting next to me and I was really listening to what the flight attendant said. And she said, you know, put the mask, the oxygen mask on yourself before child sitting next to you. And I remember having almost a physical reaction to that because I would have naturally taken care of her first. And it made me reflect and think about my life and how I may tend to do that, take care of other people and other things before I really make sure that I'm respecting and taking care of myself. And that's the only way that we can truly then show respect to other people. 
you can see where it's intertwined with integrity. We've got to walk that talk. We've got to take care of ourselves so that our teams, the people that are important to us are going to see that we do that. And then we can show them true respect and respect through being present, fully present and listening, being able to acknowledge people, being able to follow through and follow up with them. And, and then that leads us to generosity. And, and you know, generosity, it comes Again, that word authentic, it comes more genuinely at this level because you don't feel like you have to have the tough conversations with your team or you don't feel like you have to have those one-on-ones or it doesn't feel like such an effort to provide recognition. It comes more naturally because you're aligned and you're respecting yourself and others and you're naturally kind of feeling like there's enough, like there's a sense of abundance and you have this pay it forward kind of mentality. You don't need to be the hero. You don't even need the recognition. You're doing it at such a deep level that it's, again, coming through authentically. Mm, Gosh, there's only about 30 directions I want to take this conversation to, (laughs) and we'll dive into that when we come back from the break. Lori Sudbrink will return after this quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international bestselling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com. All right, I'm back with Lori Sudbrink, the author of the new book, Leading with Grit, Inspiring Action and Accountability with Generosity, Respect, Integrity, and Truth. Lori, I, uh, right before the break, I said that I wasn't exactly sure where I was going to go next. I have a lot of things I want to talk about. I don't know where I'm going to start. And that's, like, I think, the whole point of this is, is to open up your mind to to think about a lot of different directions here. But one thing that, that struck me right before we were went to break is you were talking about this importance of self-awareness. I think a lot of people feel that that's a selfish thing. But we also know that only when you're self-aware can you be generous, right? That's right. And, you know, I think many of us are raised that way to feel that being self-aware and taking care of yourself is a selfish thing. But, you know, again, it's if we don't take care of ourselves, it's like recharging our battery, making sure that we're the best that we can be, then there's no way that we can do the best and be the best for other people and really investing in ourselves and, and not in a way that's in expense to other people or things, but in a, a healthy way. And you could even go you know, the opposite and say, if you're too generous, you could sabotage yourself. You know, you could give too much. And that's another opportunity in the grit model to, if you're feeling like you're giving too much and you're feeling burned out and you're feeling like, you know, you can't say no, then it's time to trace back through and look at, am I respecting myself? Am I, you know, am I in integrity with what's important to me? And it helps you trace and maybe find where you need to make a shift. The other thing that has struck me, I've been thinking about during our conversation is this idea that if you lead with grit, 
if you know your truth and you act that truth and you, you know, and respect and generosity and all of that, doesn't that make you as a leader much more approachable by your team? I mean, if a leader is acting that way and they're following those principles, then that's someone that I'm not going to be afraid of. That's someone that's not, I know is not going to whip me in action, but mm-hmm. it's someone that I can reach out to for help and for guidance. Yeah. That, yeah, that's such a great benefit of it. One of the top areas that the higher you get as a leader, you know, when we do these 360s and the culture surveys, they continuously come back that the, the person's not approachable. And when you're a little more transparent, when you show some of this, even sharing some vulnerabilities with your team, you're showing that you're real, then yeah, people are going to feel like not only are you more approachable, but it builds a level of trust. It helps people to see that it's okay. I can show some of my true colors and this person's going to help me. And you can just imagine how much more efficient that is in an organization when people are going to be real with each other. They can have real conversations. They can talk about the things that went wrong. They're not going to spend time and energy trying to hide things. And, you know, they're not going to be working in these silos. It's going to be much more open and flowing. Two things you talk about at length in this book, and you've mentioned them several times in this conversation, is the importance of communication and accountability. And I worry that when someone hears, oh, she's going to tell me that I need to hold my people accountable, that's not necessarily (laughs) what you mean. I'm thinking, as I'm reflecting on this conversation, Lori, I'm thinking that you mean almost two things when you talk about accountability. One is, no, you need to hold yourself accountable as a leader, one. But I also think, again, if you lead with grit, then that gives you a lot more credibility to hold your team accountable because they know that that you're coming at them from a a loving, helpful uh, service place, not a, I want to browbeat you into action place, right? That's exactly right. It definitely starts with holding ourselves accountable. And in leading with grit, there's an accountability ladder tool that helps us to see how to do that and how to know when you're not being accountable. And a lot of it, you know, it just kind of breaks it up into are you on the bottom rungs or the upper rungs and gives you some steps to move up. And, you know, holding ourselves accountable, we have to do that first. And then, yeah, it makes it so much easier because First of all, you're approachable and, and all those things we just talked about and people, they do trust that you've got their back and you care about them genuinely and they want you to hold them accountable. Most people do anyway. It's just the way we go about it can create a resistance if we don't do it in a way that we keep our intent in a place that we want to help people. Sometimes people just, you know, they don't like the word holding somebody accountable. And I say, well, then just help somebody stay on track. You know, that may feel a little bit better if you get hung up on the word accountability. And when you, as a leader, can build this in your teams, then teams can start holding each other accountable. They can help each other stay on track. And we all know, if we really think about it, that team accountability, peer accountability can be much stronger than a leader holding somebody accountable. We see it in sports teams. We see it in the government. I think it was Patrick Lencioni in the Five Dysfunctions of a Team that talked a little bit about that. You uh, talk about the importance of communication, and it's my position that 99% of the world's problems are caused by poor or lack of communication. (laughs) Why is that so important here? And I think there's a lot of people who may grasp the concept of leading with grit, Lori, but they don't know how to communicate it. How, how yeah. do you talk about that a bit? 
I agree. You know, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's high. <laughs> and it's it doesn't matter if it's an organization, any relationship that you look at, there's so many problems based on just the lack of effective communication. And you've got people, organizations coming from different backgrounds. You've got different perceptions and awarenesses. People are taking things personally. It's not simple. So it's so important that if we do align with ourselves and we're more transparent, it's easier to have this dialogue. You don't clam up and, and get defensive when someone says something that kind of rubs you the wrong way. Instead, you say, well, tell me more about that, or I didn't see it that way. And you don't let people push your buttons and you can have much clearer communication. And it's just ironic to me because we're supposed to, as uh, human beings, have the most sophisticated communication system. And yet we're not that great at it. You know, we, right. we avoid these conversations. We avoid the emotions is really what we're avoiding the most because we're not comfortable with you know, the interpersonal kind of emotional conflict that that we're even we're assuming might happen. So communication, being able to realize and understand that we're just trying to get to a level of understanding. We don't have to agree at this point, but just be able to have that open dialogue and have the courage to be able to do that. And if you have, you know, if you're working with grit, you know yourself, you're aligning to it, then you're not going to feel the need to protect yourself through that. You're going to be more open with it. The book closes on the idea of the ripple effect. And I suspect that can be a good thing. And I suspect it can be a really bad thing too. <laughs> yeah, as we know, energy, energy spreads. And it could be positive, it can be negative. And you, you think about what we put into something is really what we're going to get out of it. So at the level of what you put into yourself, you're going to get out of it. What you put into your team, you're going to get out of it. What you put into your organization. And the concept of intentional leadership is something I talk about in Leading with Grit as well. And being being in grit yourself allows you to be intentional about the way you're leading so that you can have the ripple effect that you intend. Good stuff. Lori, it's criminal that we're out of time. I have a feeling we should get you back on the show because there's probably a lot more you and I can dive into. But for now, that's all the time we have for today. Before I let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have questions? Where can they learn more about Unlimited Coaching Solutions? And most importantly, where can they get their hands on a copy of Leading with Grit? Oh, great, Todd. Yeah. So contact me at leadingwithgrit.com. Make it easy. And we have free weekly tips. You can sign up there and we keep you posted with some ways to make your work life and your personal life more enjoyable with grit. And you can, uh, Amazon, of course, is probably the number one place to go and get leading with grit. So thanks so much, Todd. I really appreciate it. Ah, the pleasure was mine. That's Lori Sudbrink, the president and founder of Unlimited Coaching Solutions and the author of Leading with Grit, Inspiring Action and Accountability with Generosity, Respect, Integrity, and Truth. Lori, again, it was a real pleasure to have you. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Todd. All right. Well, that wraps this broadcast. Again, on behalf of my guest, Lori Sudbrink, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. <laughs>